VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. We do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today here on the VCY America Network. It's going to be a news roundup day on the broadcast, and uh, we've got tons of stories and uh, little time. And so we're going to delve right into it today to keep you informed on critical issues, to understand the seriousness of the times in which we live. There are so many things that are percolating on on many fronts. The international scene, the uh, coming of additional wars between nations, the threats that are going back and forth, the the uh, increase uh, push toward nuclear weaponry, the threats that are coming on uh, many different fronts. And then also we see what's happening here in our homeland as well, just a destruction of values that are taking place as we continue to turn our back on God. Certainly causes us to uh, be in a growing prayer for this nation, that it would turn back to God, recognizing that uh, he is the one we are to be following and not uh, certainly a man's ways, man's uh, ways we find a man's heart is deceitful, it's desperately wicked. And uh, certainly we need to turn to God. Um, We're going to share a number of stories here today and, Lord willing, have opportunity for you later to participate on the broadcast. But uh, we're going to begin uh, with a story from Newsmax.com. The Energy Department now saying that new intelligence shows COVID-19 pandemic has been most likely caused by a Wuhan China lab leak. You know, it's a realization that uh, many believed uh, for a long time, but we're, it was dubbed a conspiracy theory, even by people like Anthony Fauci. Um, the Energy Department was previously undecided on this, but not only him, but uh, the FBI director, Christopher Ray, said during an interview Tuesday that the FBI assesses that a laboratory in Wuhan is responsible for the outbreak and of uh, COVID. And uh, he said, I should add, our work related to this continues And a lot of details I cannot say, but I will just make the observation that the Chinese government, it seems to me, has been doing its best to try and thwart and obfuscate to the work here. The work that we've done, the work that our government and close foreign partners are doing, that's unfortunate for everybody. So... um, Interesting developments coming forth. This is what has been, uh, you know, purported for quite some time. Uh, Washington Examiner reporting the COVID-19 Origin Act of 2023 that compels the Director of National Intelligence to make available to the public as much information as possible about the origin of COVID-19 passed the Senate unanimously. They uh, indicate that identifying the origin of COVID is uh, critical for preventing a similar pandemic from occurring in the future, the language of the bill reads. Let's uh, take a look at LifeSiteNews.com. John Hopkins School of Medicine professor Dr. Marty uh, McCary called out the U.S. government on Tuesday at a House uh, Select Subcommittee hearing on the COVID pandemic. Uh, He called out the U.S. government for misleading the public, speaking to the committee. Again, this is the John Hopkins School of Medicine professor Dr. Marty McCary He said the greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. Misinformation that COVID was spread through surface transmission, that vaccinated immunity was far greater than natural immunity, that masks were effective. Now we have the uh, the definitive, he says. Uh, Also that myocarditis was more common after the infection than the vaccine. Uh, he said, not true. It's four to 28 times more common after the vaccine. Pointed out several other things, too. And he also remarked that the lab leak theory for COVID-19 was a no-brainer. Moving on to Ohio, the National Review telling us Governor DeWine Thursday, Governor of Ohio, called on President Biden to come visit East Palestine, uh, where this uh, train had derailed. Um Residents are complaining of health issues. They fear the worst for the future. Uh, DeWine called on Biden to uh, come and visit the community. Uh, The president needs to come. He said the people want to see him. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Also, the New York Post reporting evacuation orders were lifted February 8th, but many locals say that they got unexplained rashes and sore throats when they returned home. Uh, The creeks that dot the town still ripple with the telltale rainbow color of contamination if you throw a rock in them. An independent analysis by Texas A&M University 
of uh, EPA uh, data released Friday found nine air pollutants at levels that could raise long-term health concerns in and around East Palestine, apparently contradicting statements by state and federal regulators that the air there is safe. A class action suit filed on behalf of hundreds of residents alleges that Norfolk Southern went rogue when it decided to blow up the cargo in five train cars containing deadly vinyl chloride three days after the derailment, effectively poisoning the town and nearby region. About 1.1 million pounds of toxic vinyl chloride were spilled, later burned, sending thick black pumes of smoke into the air, contaminating soil and water sources, the suit says. The NSTB... The backs Norfolk Southern's description of the rising temperature in one train car and why the company decided to explode the chemicals over East Palestine. But uh, uh, Renee Roca of the Morgan & Morgan Law Firm, one of the lead attorneys in the class action suit, said the company's decision was very suspicious. Norfolk Southern discharged more vinyl chloride into a, sing- a small area in eastern Ohio in a day that the entire industry combined of American discharge in a year. Uh, what what could have been done, should have been done, is remove all the vinyl chloride from the train cars, put them in secure contaminated vessels, then they should have evacuated tons of soil and monitored and remediated the soil and the groundwater. And, but uh, instead, the railway company repaired the train tracks, put some new gravel on top, and began running trains one day after the so-called control explosion. Also coming to us from the Western Journal, union leaders met with federal officials in Washington discussing railroad safety. One union leader said workers, workers assigned to clean up this uh, rail uh, derailment uh, are falling ill themselves. Uh, There was a letter that uh, came from Jonathan Long, the general chairman of the American Rail System Federation, the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, indicating that they... uh, They continue to experience migraines, nausea, days after the derailment. They all suspect that they were willingly exposed to these chemicals at the direction of Norfolk Southern. Breitbart is reporting that the Washington Post reviewed every possible regulatory change that was made under the Trump administration, found none of them contributed to the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, as was alleged by Pete Buttigieg. From townhall.com, contaminated soil and water from that uh, derailment were being taken to areas in Michigan and Texas without officials knowing. Townhall.com, Sarah Arnold is reporting. According to a spokesman for the EPA, Norfolk Southern is responsible for the disposal of the waste, uh, ordering the hazardous waste to be shipped to Michigan and to Texas, but that is now on pause. About 2 million gallons of firefighting water from the train derailment site were expected to be disposed of in Harris County, Texas, with near nearly half a million gallons already there. Of the 20 truckloads of hazardous soil, the, the, the solid waste hauled away from the derailment site, 15 of the truckloads of contaminated soil had already been disposed of at the licensed hazardous hazardous waste treatment and disposal facility in Michigan. Five truckloads were returned to East Palestine. I'm sure that there are many people in Texas and Michigan had no idea contaminating uh, water or, or soil was coming to their states. And another derailment, Western Journal reporting a train included uh, two tankers carrying propane derailed Tuesday near Sarasota, Florida, causing a scare that brought out hazmat crews to the scene. Only one of the tankers that carried 30,000 gallons of propane overturned in the derailment, according to the WTVT. Uh, USA Today uh, also reporting the death toll rising to 43 in uh, a railroad worker arrested Wednesday after the fiery head-on collision of passenger freight trains happened in northern Greece. More than 80 people were injured. The Greek government declared three days of national mourning after the country's deadliest rail crash. Another story from townhall.com. The former White House physician to President Obama and Trump has a warning for the U.S. regarding President Joe Biden's declining mental health. Representative Ronnie Jackson Uh, Raised concerns days after Biden made notable gaffes while giving an interview and fell again on the stairs of Air Force One, saying, quote, it's terrifying for our country that Biden is our commander in chief. He doesn't know where he's at half the time. And every day he brings us closer to an all out war with Russia and China. 
He said out in a tweet, his cognitive decline is going to get people killed. Again, this is the former White House physician for Presidents Obama and Trump. He said that the president's notable forgetfulness and mood swings have worried Republican lawmakers, uh, calling on him, uh, calling on them to take a cognitive test days, uh, um, you know, after uh, these events. Uh, And this is due to fears that he may have Alzheimer's disease. Earlier this month, 38 Republican lawmakers demanded that Biden undergo a cognitive test, pointing out similarities between the disease and the president's personality. Let's go to WND.com. China has accused the U.S. of deliberately destabilizing the tense security balance in Taiwan with the flyovers of a surveillance uh, aircraft in a statement on Monday. AP is reported. They're saying that the U.S. deliberately disrupted and undermined the regional situation. The PLA said in a statement, we firmly oppose this. Theater troops maintain a high level of alert at all times and will... uh, Resolutely defend national sovereignty and territorial integrity, they said. Okay, WND.com also telling us that the Secretary of the Army warning that there could be uh, and would be an attack on the U.S. homeland by the Chinese military if a major war breaks out. If we got into a major war with China, the United States homeland would be at risk, as well as with both kinetic attacks and non-kinetic attacks, whether it's cyber attacks on the power grid or the pipeline, said Christine Wormuth, Army Secretary, during an event at the American Enterprise Institute. The, they are going to go after the will of the United States public. They're going to try and erode public the, the public support for a conflict. She explained that the China's People Liberation Army forces are not yet prepared to launch an invasion of Taiwan, but the top army officer in that region suggests that the U.S. forces should speed up their preparations. Western Journal telling us that China approved 168 coal-fired power plants in 2022. That's the most rapid expansion of the country's coal-fired power capacity since 2015. Meanwhile, in the United States, On the other side, President Joe Biden is uh, expected to lead to the retirement of these coal-fired power plants, more than by 2030. The Daily Wire reporting that worldwide carbon emissions reached their highest level in world history last year, as much of the planet doubled down on fossil fuels, even as Western nations pushed a transition toward renewable energy. So with uh, carbon emissions getting at their highest level, even as countries are cutting back, Interesting. Many are then questioning their, you know, questioning the link, the proposed link that they are saying to uh, carbon emissions and so-called global climate change. Let's go to HotAir.com, the South China Morning Post, reporting that that China's begun a space program that aims to put nearly 13,000 satellites into low Earth orbit in the next four years. Most of these will be communication satellites intended to create a global network to rival Elon Musk's Starlink program. They said they're trying to make sure that they get their fair share of orbital slots, but they're, um, they'll be doing more than just that. The announcement speaks of a plan to suppress Starlink and possibly some even more direct attacks on SpaceX equipment. More news after the break. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and creation researcher with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, where do comets come from? Chris, comets pose a very difficult problem for long-age evolution. Many of these comets are short-lived. They last only a few trips around the sun, but yet our solar system is full of comets. Therefore, it can't be very old. Evolutionists have proposed a hypothetical source of comets called the Kuiper Belt. Photographs from the Hubble telescope seem to support the claim. Unfortunately, recent studies of these same photos declare that the Kuiper Belt has not been found. There is no source of comets which would keep our solar system supplied with them. The Bible says that the entire universe was created in Creation Week, along with everything else. It's not billions of years old, and the evidence that we see supports this. Everything goes back to Genesis, and so it should. Thanks, Dr. Morris. For more on creation, visit our website at www.icr.org. 
This is Crosstalk coming your way from VCY America, and uh, we just were made aware of uh, and want to offer our condolences to the Garlock family as uh, today, March 3rd, 2023, in a Facebook post from uh, the ministry, Dr. Frank Garlock took his final breath on this earth, entered the gates of heaven. He is now in the presence of the Lord, reunited with his wife and loved ones who have gone before him. Uh, his uh, daughter, Shelley Hamilton, has been on this program before on Crosstalk. We certainly give our condolences to the Garlock family, who has really impacted this nation with music. We Many are aware of majesty music uh, that uh, we understand came under... Uh, uh, his development and auspices here some time ago, but uh, our certainly our condolences to the Garlock family. Looking at our news roundup, uh, continuing today, the foreign ministers of the world's 20 largest economies failed on Thursday to reach consensus on a wide-reaching agenda addressing poverty, corruption, and counterterrorism due to persistent disagreements over the war in Ukraine, reports the Washington Post. That means that uh, the meeting did not result in a joint communique to be signed by the members. The countries account for 85% of the world's economic output and two-thirds of its population. Newsmax is reporting that U.S. Army General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, told lawmakers last week that more money will be needed to, uh, to assist Ukraine in its war against Russia by June. Congress, as is uh, most uh, recent appropriation for Ukraine, in December gave some $45 billion. However, the munitions and money from the appropriation is being used up at a faster rate than has been expected. One American News Network is reporting a letter signed by 16 members of Congress sent to President Biden is urging him to provide Ukraine with the F-16s that they have requested. Breitbart reporting that the head of the Ukrainian president, uh, Uh, Zelensky's office of Ukraine announced Sunday that the kingdom of Saudi Arabia will provide 400 million in aid to Ukraine, including 300 million in oil products, plus 100 million in humanitarian assistance. Newsmax telling us Iran could uh, make enough uh, fissile for one nuclear bomb in about 12 days. A top U.S. Defense Department official said Tuesday, down from the estimated one year it would have taken while the 2015 Iran nuclear deal was in effect. The Undersecretary of Defense for Policy, Colin Call, uh, made the comment to a House of Representatives hearing when pressed by a Republican lawmaker why the Biden administration had sought to revive the deal. Very interesting. Uh, they're indicating within 12 days they could have a nuclear bomb. The Geller Report reporting Iranian general uh, commander of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps Aerospace Force reportedly unveiled a new cruise missile on Iranian state TV last Friday. The missile has a range of 1,025 miles, meaning it could likely reach Israel. Friends, do you get the sense that, that things are, are, are just percolating all over this, this globe? And just ready for something big to happen? And uh, it is indeed coming before us. I mean, there are more things that are going on. For instance, Japan and China have had their first security talks in four years. Senior foreign affairs and defense officials agreeing to strengthen their communication on security and defense. The Wall Street Journal uh, also is reporting that, uh, let's see, North Koreans are experiencing widespread hunger, dying of starvation as the country suffers one of the worst food crises in decades, a result of its international isolation and natural disasters that have damaged crops and reducing yields. Um, CBN News is reporting that the Iranian church leader, Yosef Nardikani, uh, was released Sunday, part of a national amnesty issue by the Ayatollah Khomeini, to commemorate the anniversary of the 1979 Islamic Revolution. Nardakani was one of four Christians initially arrested in May of 2016 during a series of raids by security agents on Christian homes. While the men were released on bail in 2017, they were rearrested in another series of raids on two separate days in 2018. Jihad Watch reporting the Islamic Republic now being suspected of taking the abuse of women to a new level, poisoning schoolgirls to discourage their learning. 
Sky News reported about the incident, indicating up to 400 pupils. At least 30 schools are said to have been affected by the deliberate attacks, with some needing hospital treatment after complaining about headaches, heart palpitations, feeling lethargic, and being unable to move. Iran is trying to defer blame and or downplay the seriousness of the incidents. Washington Times telling us that operatives of the Taliban government in Kabul are trying to identify and retaliate against Afghans who cooperated with the 20-year American military and reconstruction effort using fingerprint records, gun records, and other methods to sniff them out and target them for retribution, according to a U.S. government report. And while that's taking place, Jihad Watch reporting two Pakistani brothers, Abdul and Mohammed Rabani, have been freed from Gitmo after more than 20 years in detention and repatriated, the Pentagon said Thursday. U.S. officials, that would be last week Thursday, it appears, U.S. officials accused Abdul working uh, for the avowed uh, 9-11 mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and also operating an al-Qaeda safe house. Uh, in Karachi, and Mohammed Rabani, uh, born in uh, 1969, accused of recruiting his older brother into extremist circles, believed to have organized travel and funds for Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Uh, very interesting, but uh, they've been let go, repatriated. Their release now brings down to 32 the number of detainees left at Guantanamo Bay. CBN is reporting that Papua New Guinea's foreign minister confirmed to the Israeli foreign minister that his nation will open an embassy in Jerusalem that would make the South Sea Island nation the fifth to establish an embassy in Israel's capital since President Donald Trump moved the U.S. embassy there in 2019. Other countries that have done so are Guatemala and Honduras and Kosovo as well. Let's see, um, interesting story here from WND.com. 61% of Americans in a new poll think it's likely that government agents helped provoke the January 6th riot at the nation's capital, which Democrat leaders and most of the liberal media have labeled as an insurrection. Well, the survey by Rasmussen reports of 1,000 U.S. likely voters contacted February 26 to 28 also found overwhelmingly that majorities in favor of releasing all the surveillance video uh, of the January 6 events after a politically charged Democrat-led investigation January 6 released only partial portions of the videos. Vast majority want to see all that video footage made available. The Federalist is reporting South Dakota and Montana have joined a growing number of states that are working toward banning the use of ranked choice voting in elections. This is the uh, process where voters rank candidates in order of preference, and if no candidate receives a majority of first-choice votes in the first round of voting, then the last-place finisher is eliminated, and his votes are reallocated to the voter's second-choice candidate. This process continues until one candidate receives a majority of votes. While Maine and Alaska are the only two states that employ such a system, the results from their elections since implementing this have produced outcomes that contradict the will of voters. Many are warning about this, and now South Dakota and Montana have joined the growing number of states banning the use of ranked-choice voting. Speaking of voting, One American News Network is saying that uh, Lori Lightfoot has been ousted as Chicago mayor, the first time in 40 years that an elected Chicago mayor has lost re-election. Uh, in weeks leading up to the race, Lightfoot's popularity has plummeted. Under her reign, Chicago reached the highest number of killings in a quarter century. People just weren't feel, feeling safe. And uh, an article here on townhall.com tells us Lightfoot complains to reporters that it was sexism. And it was racism that were the reasons behind her landslide defeat in Chicago's mayoral election. And because she lost, Bloomberg is reporting that Chicago's police chief announced his resignation one day after Lightfoot became the first uh, mayor of the uh, third largest U.S. city to lose a re-election bid in 40 years. This is police superintendent David Brown on Wednesday said he would leave his post effective March the 16th uh, so that the incoming mayor can begin the process as soon as possible to hire the next superintendent. Um, very interesting what will be happening in Chicago. Let's see, Pamela Geller is reporting. A Chicago police officer was killed Wednesday in a close-range exchange of gunfire with a man while investigating a domestic altercation in Gage Park, officials said. 
The 18-year-old man who allegedly shot the officer received a gunshot wound to his head, remains hospitalized in critical condition, but CWB Chicago has learned that the 18-year-old was arrested last summer after police said he and two other people ran from a car that had just been used in a shooting. The Cook County State Attorney's Office rejected felony charges against him, but approved charges against the other two people. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown said the slain officer has been with the department for some five years. So this cop killer arrested last summer, but uh, the Democrat prosecutors rejected filing the charges. NBC News telling us Senator Marco Rubio has reintroduced legislation to make daylight savings time a permanent uh, entity across the nation. He said would end the antiquated practice of changing clocks twice a year, which, by the way, we're going to do that just another week from now. The bill is called the Sunshine Protection Act, passed by the Senate last year by unanimous consent, meaning nobody objected to it. It stalled in the House, so and expired at the end of the last session of Congress. If it's enacted, daylight savings time, which begins in March and ends in November, would become permanent year-round in the United States. Washington Examiner reporting Senator Joe Manchin called on his Democratic colleagues Thursday to negotiate with Republicans on spending cuts ahead of the country's summer deadline to raise the debt ceiling. And uh, another article here from Spencer Brown at Town Hall. The U.S. Senate on Wednesday voted to kill the Biden administration's attempt to push ESG investment practices on millions of American retirement accounts through a new rule from the Labor Department. It was a vote of 50 to 46. Uh, Republicans who were joined by Senator John Tester of Montana, Joe Manchin as well, to, of West Virginia, to pass the joint resolution approved by a bipartisan vote in the House of Representatives earlier on Tuesday. Fox News is reporting that the Biden administration quietly updated a federal database that shows how many unused oil and gas drilling permits that has been approved, reducing the number by more than 2,000. The Bureau of Land Management revised the current number of approved applicants for permits to drill, which oil and gas companies are required to file once they identify a deposit on a lease that can be tapped. Joe Biden said there are 9,000. Well, it's less than 6,700. And guess who's getting blamed for that number discrepancy? You're right, Donald Trump. (laughs) The BLM, a sub-agency of the Department of the Interior, blamed the revision on a Trump-era technical change that it had not properly accounted for. So the agency, they didn't properly account for it, and so the Trump administration gets blamed. Uh, Coming from the BBC News, two sisters, Anglesey Chicken Factory closure confirmed. This is a third of all poultry products eaten in the UK comes from this facility. The closure of a chicken factory that employs 730 people going ahead, the Welsh government has said. They now said the company has put forward no viable plans and is moving forward with plans to cease production. Friends, the problem is only going to get worse. We're going to take a quick break here on Crosstalk. It's a news roundup day on the program. I've got some other issues I'd like to tell you about, and later we'll give you opportunity to call in, weigh in on these issues as well. So let's take our 60-second break, and uh, we'll be back here on Crosstalk from the VCY America Network. VCY America is making available Ray Comfort's DVD that is causing evolutionists and atheists around the world to become unglued. Evolution vs. God is a fast-moving 35-minute DVD in which Ray Comfort confronts evolutionists with a series of questions that leave them stumped and speechless about a belief system that lacks credible answers to the origins of the earth and mankind. You can obtain one DVD of Evolution vs. God for a donation of $5, five copies for a donation of $18, or ten copies for a donation of $25 by calling 1-800-729-9829. Evolution vs. God is shaking the foundation of evolutionary faith. That's one copy for a donation of $5, five copies for a donation of $18, or ten copies for a donation of $25. Simply call VCY America at 1-800-729-9829 or on the web at vcyamerica.org. 
Earlier this week, we had on Crosstalk uh, Joseph Holden, who put together the Ultimate Infographic Guide to the Bible. It's a very uh, compelling interview as he talked about this book and uh, certainly the wonderful overview that it gives of the whole of Scriptures, not a replacement of Scriptures by any means, but one uh, that would give that visual survey every book of the Bible. Just wanted to remind you that uh, tomorrow ends that special 50% discount at the VCY bookstore. So if you tried reaching, you got a busy signal before, uh, you can certainly, they'll be available till 6 p.m. Central Time this evening, tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time, uh, at this number, one 722 4829 one 722 4829 or at uh, vcy.com. That uh, is available 24-7 there, vcy.com. But uh, what a wonderful overview of the scriptures, the infographics here on uh, each book of the Bible, and uh, it is well, well put together. But uh, tomorrow, that ends, that 50% off, vcy.com or one 722 Four eight two nine. Well, there have been some hearings that are going on th- uh, this past week uh, in the uh, uh, House and Senate, and uh, there were testimonies that were in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee Wednesday afternoon. Attorney General Merrick Garland was cornered by Republican Senator Ted Cruz about why the Department of Justice has failed to bring charges against the raucous individuals illegally descending on the homes of conservative Supreme Court justice. As Cruz noted in his remarks, Supreme Court justices have been targeted at their homes at all hours of the night, chased down at the houses of worship. The children of Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett were hunted down and harassed even at their school. And so we have uh, Ted Cruz grilling Merrick Garland on that very issue. I sent hey, 70 United States Marshals. Let me try again. Def- and let me- you, has the Department of Justice brought even a single case under this statute? It's a yes, no question. It's not a give a speech on the other things you did. The job of the United States Marshals is to defend the lives. So of the, the answer ju- is no. Is to defend the lives of the justices, and that's their number one priority. They have. Why full- are you unwilling to say no? The answer is no. You know it's no. I know it's no. Everyone in this in this hearing room knows it's no. You're not willing to answer a question. Have you brought a case under this statute? Yes or no? As far as I know, we haven't. And what we have done is defended to the lies of the justices with so how 70 decide, U.S. Marshals. How do you decide which criminal statutes the, the DOJ enforces and which one it doesn't? The United States Marshals know that they have full okay, you, I recognize you want to give a separate speech. No, I don't want to how give How do a, you decide which statutes you enforce and which ones you don't? The marshals on scene make that determination in light of the priority of defense. The marshals do not make a determination over whether to prosecute you. The attorney general make a determination, and you spent 20 years as a judge, and you're perfectly content with justices being afraid for their children's lives, and you did nothing to prosecute it. Let's shift that, to another is, area. Can I answer the question? You, no, the, you the cannot. General, you have refused to answer the question. I am question. answering your question. The attorney you general choose, does not decide whether to how arrest. How did you choose not to, not to enforce this statute? The marshals on scene. Marshals don't make that decision. They do make the decision of whether to make to an prosecute arrest. prosecute someone? No, they don't. If they make a, uh, if they make Marshals a, do not if, have prosecution. If they authority. make an arrest, right, then it goes to the marshals. Let's change topics because our, our time is limited. Yeah, very heated exchange taking place there. And... Uh, there was some more uh, exchange taking place on different fronts. Uh, let me play also a clip from uh, Fox News in which uh, the FBI director, Chris Ray uh, was uh, dealing with questions uh, in regard to the arrest of the pro-life father in a uh, place where, what, there was some 30 armed agents to arrest him uh, and, and uh, around the home. And uh, let's just listen into uh, that interview. All right, so let's talk about by the book. Mark Houck, Pennsylvania pro-life activist, arrested at his home in front of his family for an alleged violation of the Freedom of Access of Clinics Act, alleged incident which he was protesting in front of an abortion clinic. He was recently acquitted of all charges at trial. The show of force for that arrest, that decision to use that force, was that by the book? Those decisions are made as they should be by the commanders on the ground in the field office who have the expertise about when to conduct operations safely and securely for the safety of everybody involved. And to my knowledge, 
those processes were all followed in this case. Yeah, I mean, historically, FBI protocol is that a defendant has, if it has no criminal history, is not believed to be violent or pose a threat to public safety, that he or she is permitted to self-surrender rather than subject um, dynamic execution of an arrest warrant. And here's what I'm talking about is the dual system. You know, there's that for a pro-life activist, but not that for a Black Lives Matter protester who maybe torches a federal building um, over the summer. So that disparity, that dichotomy, is what sticks in people's mind. I understand that people have their opinions. Uh, all I can tell you is that we have one standard, one standard, uh, which is irrespective of ideology, of politics. In this country, it doesn't matter what you're upset about or who you're upset with. You don't get to express that upset with violence. And so we are agnostic as the ideology and focused on the violence. For even a white-collar arrest, there are situations where white-collar arrests have resulted uh, in shootings. So there's a whole lot of things that goes into the judgment about what is the way to conduct uh, arrests safely and securely that are made, I think, appropriately by the career agents on the ground who have the closest visibility to the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And the FBI has a long history of conducting those operations with a far better track record of safety than a lot of other agencies, precisely because those people take it so seriously and so meticulously. Coming from uh, Fox News, uh, Daily Signal reporting that President Joe Biden claims women need abortion to be successful in his 2023 Women's History Month proclamation, saying despite significant progress, women and girls continue to face systemic barriers to full and legal participation in our economy and society. Last year, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, stripping away a constitutional right from the American people and the ability of millions of women to make decisions about their own bodies, putting their health and lives at risk. The president mentioned abortion and reproductive rights five times in his announcements, cited women's suffrage once, yet the president appears to be confused about who can have an abortion, saying that the Biden administration will defend reproductive freedom for all Americans, regardless of their gender or gender identity. That's according to the proclamation on Women's History Month, which was released on February 28th. Liberty Nation reporting Kansas on February 23rd became the first state to pass the Women's Bill of Rights, making it clear in legal language that sex is determined biologically at birth. The Red State is reporting that the Smithsonian's planned American Women's History Museum is going to be spotlighting biological males, indeed transgender women, to be included in their American Women's History Museum. And uh, Hershey candy bars, yeah, Hershey's coming under attack. Faithwire.com is reporting about Hershey's decision to include a transgender woman in a Canadian advertising campaign promoting Women's History Month and International Women's Day on March 8th. It sparked backlash on social media with some users calling for people to boycott the company's products. PJ Media telling us that the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons are condemning the gender-affirming care for children that's coming out from other agencies. Townhall.com tells us the gay activist Democrat mayor of College Park, Maryland, who has branded himself as something of a role model for LGBTQ youth, was arrested yesterday morning on dozens of counts of possessing and distributing child pornography, totaling 56 child sex offenses. 47-year-old Patrick Lewis Wohan, a regular White House guest and the first openly gay man to take mayoral office in his city, charged with 40 counts of possession of child sexual exploitative material and 16 felony counts of distribution of child porn. This is a day you're not likely to hear about in uh, California, but there's going to be a Diggy Transition Awareness Day expected to draw record turnout next week at California's Capitol. The event will highlight a call for caution around medical transitioning to prevent vulnerable individuals from being met with the same regret. March 10th, the California State Capitol will become host to what would be called a record turnout for D-Trans Awareness Day, highlighting individuals who have experienced and repudiated firsthand the dark side of transgender affirmation. The uh, National Review reporting Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves Tuesday signed into law a bill banning gender transition procedures for minors. NBC News uh, declaring that Tennessee Governor Bill Lee signed a bill 
uh, Thursday that will criminalize some drag performances. The first-of-its-kind legislation will ban adult cabaret entertainment on public property or in locations where it can be viewed by minors. A tale of two different Christian schools. So first of all, we have a Christian school in Vermont, the Western Journal is reporting, forfeiting a girls' high school basketball game and uh, exited the state tournament rather than play an opponent with a transgender athlete on the team. Vermont law allows boys who claim that they are girls to play on the girls' sports teams. However, the Mid-Vermont Christian School in White River Junction decided to pull its basketball team from the Division IV state tournament rather than play Long Trail on Tuesday, according to Valley News, saying we believe playing against an opponent with a biological male jeopardizes the fairness of the game and the safety of our players. Allowing biological males to participate in women's sports sets a bad precedent for the future of women's sports in general, they stated. But conflict, let's uh, contrast that rather with a conflict going on in Kansas City. A conflict over what appears to be uh, Christian is forcing a school in Kansas City, Missouri to close. Urban Christian Academy, a private K-8 through school with an enrollment of 100 students that describes itself as providing a tuition-free, high-quality, Christ-centered education for low-income students. Their mission statement has always stressed inclusivity in general terms, noting that following Jesus opens up doors, makes room at the table. But last year, it added a paragraph to its website that says we are an affirming school. We stand with the LGBTQIA plus community and believe in their holiness. We celebrate the diversity of God's creation in all of its varied and beautiful forms. Well, according to the school, the update uh, prompted donors to stop contributing, many of them citing their interpretation of Christianity as the reason. And now we understand the school has announced it will be closing its doors at the end of the school year, reports ABC News. Christian Post is reporting that the share of American population identifying as LGBT has doubled over the past decade as Generation Z has more than older Americans to identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, or something other than heterosexual in the new Gallup poll. How much of the... Uh, education, how much of the textbooks, how much of the library holdings, how much of social media is impacting that to take place. Friends, uh, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY. I'd like to open our phone lines here today. If you'd like to comment on these or other current event stories, our number today is at uh, 1-800-733-9829. That's 800 733 9829. Opening our phone lines here if you'd like to comment on any of the stories that we've had or another current event issue. By the way, LifeNews.com reporting Senator Mike Lee has demanded an explanation from Attorney General Merrick Garland on Wednesday about the prosecution of dozens of pro-life advocates compared to two arrests of abortion activists despite the wave of violence against pro-life organizations. Lee said Garland's uh, department recently charged 34 people for alleged crimes against abortion facilities, including the blocking of entrances. But uh, Garland uh, uh, came back uh, and indicated that's uh, generally because those actions are taken with photography at the time during the daylight and seeing the person who did it quite easily. Those who are attacking the pregnancy resource centers, which is a horrid thing to do, they're doing this at night in the dark. So we have put full resources on this. We have put rewards out for this. Isn't it amazing? The Department of Justice not prosecuting attacks on pro-life groups because they happen at nighttime? Can't see them so clearly? Well, we'll be back in just a minute taking your calls on Crosstalk on the VCY America Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. The Bible is an amazing document. We can trust it. We have a sure word of prophecy. The Bible says that Babylon, 58 miles south of Baghdad, will become a major center for commerce for the world's merchants. But it will also be the center of world government, a Eurocentric world government. Well, not much has been going on in Babylon for some time now, but did you know there has now been a $2.6 billion contract with South Korea's Daewoo Engineering and Construction to build what is described as the Grand Fall Port. And you know what? It will be completed and in operation in 2024 and fully completed by 2025. Guess what it'll do? Shave off 25 days of shipping oil and goods through the Suez Canal to Europe. 
This, my friends, many are saying, will make Babylon the center of commercial commerce big time for the world. The Bible's coming true. You know, we've had a lot of troubling news today. Just a couple stories of good news. Dallas's largest abortion clinic permanently closes. They've been killing babies, LifeNews.com reports, for some 50 years. This is a Southwestern Women's Center permanently closing after March 2nd, 2023, according to a statement on its website. Also, the Democrat chair uh, who said disabled babies should be aborted to cut school costs, LifeNews.com, that's the local Massachusetts Democrat committee uh, chair, has resigned after he suggested unborn babies with disabilities should be aborted because they are a drain on public school funding. And uh, also this week, uh, we just passed the 250th day saving babies from abortion since the Dobbs Supreme Court ruling thousands and thousands of children, babies' lives have been spared. Let's begin with Mark in Monroe, Wisconsin. Mark, you're on the air. Hello, Mark. You're on the air. Okay, I guess we lost Mark here. Let's uh, go ahead then to uh, Greg in Bloomington, Illinois. You're on the air. Hey, thank you, Brother Jim. Uh, Two comments. Uh, Regarding the uh, Ted Cruz interviewing Merrick Garland, Senator Hawley also interviewed him and noted that after the FBI raided that family uh, with 30-some agents and scared the dickens out of that family, it only took a jury one hour to acquit them. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And then my second comment is Monica Crowley reported yesterday or the day before that there is indication that even though the media is reporting that uh, the Department of Energy and what have you is saying this virus came out of China, there is indication, and some of it is speculation, but there is indication that the Wuhan virus may have actually been uh, manufactured in Ukraine. Hmm. found that to be interesting, too. Indeed. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829, 800-733-9829. Zoe in Champaign, Illinois, you're on the air. Hi, Jim. Um, I just had a comment on that Merrick Garland hearing, too. Um, uh, Senator Hawley and some of these other people might have pointed out, because they know this, that the real reason that some people like Mark Houck are arrested with, you know, the SWAT teams or whatever you call that, uh, is um, those decisions are actually being made by uh, the Assistant Attorney General, Lisa Monaco, and she's an Obama person. And, and everybody, I mean, people in the know know this, and, but they're not saying they're not going to say it. And I don't think these congressmen have the, have the, the courage to say it. I'm not sure why. But it's uh, it's kind of funny to me because we we all know this, and I just wanted to make that comment. So Lisa Monaco, just remember that name. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you. Thanks for your call. Eight hundred seven three three nine eight two nine to Tucson, Arizona. Greg, good afternoon. You're on the air. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. I know you've had uh, my friend Brian Kamerker from Mass Resistance on. I've been working with Brian since its inception, and. Uh, here in Arizona, in Tucson, there's a problem with a Christian governmental action group called For Tucson Government Domain. They are not taking any action to stop drag queen story hours or anything. Their strategy is just pray or stay away. In fact, I'll say my name. It's Greg Sabine, and I'll call out the name of the leader of For Tucson. His name is Paul Parisi. They will pray and stay away. They will not take any action. They will not exercise, you know, any effort to really save the kids from the assault that they're enduring in the schools and in the library. Hmm. And I challenged Paul Parisi to debate, and I got the cricket's answer. It's really, really tragic. So uh, we're just doing our best with mass resistance here, with or without uh, Christian churches and pastors. Okay, thank you, Greg. We've got Mark next. Uh, we're trying again here, Mark and Monroe. Okay, um, recently Kamala Harris proclaimed crimes against humanity at Russia in Ukraine. 
as a sworn constitutional Republican official, I uh, would say she's actually in uh, what I would call a crime of uh, sanity. Um, when, in fact, uh, she should actually um, be um, in uh, impeachment proceedings because I don't see why on earth the House would not uh, um, put that into effect because uh, she's actually the real uh, crime against humanity because she's uh, in uh, agreement with um, the baby murder. So tragic, and many are just blinded to the fact that, uh, you know, they'll spot off their words, but but sanction the killing of the most innocent, uh, the, the most, you know, defenseless. And and uh, we have seen over, what is it, 63-million-plus babies' lives taken as a result of, of abortion in our land? Well, you know, the thing is, too, is, you know, everybody always says follow the money, and I agree with that, but... I take it a step further, and especially in this case, I always say follow the hypocrisy. Thank you, Mark, for your call. Thank you. We've got Susan in Jackson, Wisconsin. Susan, you're on the air. Hi, good afternoon. Um, my question is, or comment, is why can't um, the, why can't, like, Matt Saver go, go after um, those that not, don't protect um, have equal protection under law, those that are the pro-life pregnancy centers versus these abortion clinic people. I mean, we're not looking for the attackers as as well, and we're not, um, I don't know how to put it, they're, they're not actually treating them equally as they are going after a man that was acquitted and, and all he did was protect his son during a um, pro-life uh, demonstration. Yeah, now, well, that's exactly what is going on. I mean, Liberty Council is representing different ones that are, have been standing for life. Uh, his organization has. There is uh, uh, other organizations, Alliance Defending Freedom, that have various uh, pro-life-related cases that are coming on. Uh, Lord willing, this Monday we'll have an attorney from ADF on on another uh, issue uh, here with us. Um, and uh, there are other organizations as well that are greatly engaged with that. But part of the part point of these hearings this week was to draw this information out, grilling the attorney general as to why they are not doing equal protection under law. Why are they? Why are they indeed going after pro-lifers when when uh, when instead there's all these infractions against? Uh, pregnancy care centers and churches across the nation. Thanks for the call. Uh, We are out of time here in the broadcast. We thank you for tuning in today and all this week on Crosstalk, a number of issues that are impacting us. But friends, let's keep our eyes on the Lord. And by the way, the Lord's Day is coming. I trust you'll be in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching local church. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.